Earlier this year, all employees shared their feedback in the employee survey. Now, action planning using this year's results is an institutional priority. All managers have been tasked with leading each team and picking one thing for the department to focus on by October 31st. It's Wednesday, October 18th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Kelsey Hewalt sat down with Katie Fawner from Organizational Development, plus two department leaders, to discuss their approach to action planning. Well, thanks for joining us. So to start, Katie, can you tell us what you do for OHSU? Hi, I'm an internal organizational development consultant at OHSU, so I work with teams across the university on various issues and challenges. And I was also a part of the employee survey team. So Katie, can you explain what the expectation is for managers and teams with action planning and the employee survey results? Sure, so every manager should have received their work unit results in mid-July. And the expectation was that every team would have a conversation about those results by the end of August. And currently, the expectation is that teams are going to be working on um, those results and thinking about how to move forward on them so that by the end of October, each team should have picked one priority area to work on to improve and should have developed an action plan for how to improve that area. And the reason why this is so important is that the survey showed that people really have a lot of doubt that anything is going to come of the survey results and that any positive change will come from it. And so that's the the hope is that there's a, a deeper level of transparency and having these hard conversations or good positive conversations um, but that also there will be positive change that comes out of this and that's part of this action planning process that starts with prioritizing one area for change and how you're going to go about doing that as a team so can you each introduce yourself and what you do at ohsu Sure. I'm Paige Perry, and I'm the practice manager for the general in, for the general internal medicine clinic. I'm uh, Gray Winkler. I am uh, from the business intelligence group. I work specifically with internal medicine to help them look at information. Hi, I'm Cam Pierce, and my role in family medicine is the director for research and education administration. Before we dive into the results and what you guys are doing as part of action planning, can you each give us kind of a rundown of your team's results and what those meant to you? So one thing we had, um, we found that there were themes in our areas of opportunity. Those kind of uh, coalesced around a couple couple areas. Communication was a big one. Um, We had recognition, sort of personal recognition for the employees, and also uh, a group of questions around time, uh, to do the work, tools to get the work done, and uh, and resources. Similarly to what Gray just shared, our areas of opportunity also had a strong focus on communication, and I believe that was really aligned with the overall results of the employee survey across the university. I think one of the greatest challenges that we had with our results is family medicine, similarly to internal medicine, is a very large department, and how to group the results in order to present it to the different teams was challenging. So specifically in my role for research and education on the research side, it was 
hard to isolate the research faculty from the clinical faculty, and they may have had very different areas of opportunity from each other. And similarly for our research assistants and research associates, it was a a lower response rate than what we had expected. And so I think overall, we had very strong results. We were actually in tier one um, for our employee engagement, the, the readiness portion of it. So um, we were happy about that, but uh, the I think the greatest opportunity for us was just to have the conversations based on the results, not necessarily the results themselves. So that's a perfect segue to my next question. How did you start those conversations with action planning? Well, luckily, we have this built into our team practice anyway. So with the RA group, there's a monthly meeting for that um, group of employees, and at those monthly meetings, they often discuss issues that are related to how they're able to do their work, and it's everything related from talking about how to apply for promotion to just more practical matters of how do you use the box tool or the, you know those types of applications. So we all were already comfortable having these conversations, and I think when I went to present the results of the survey to them, everybody was really interested in taking those data after they first questioned what the methodology was for how the data was collected and what did the survey questions mean. And once we got through that part of it, then we focused on, okay, well, what what would we as a group like to um, work on together in this upcoming year? And what was the plan in internal medicine? So uh, in the beginning, there was not necessarily a plan, but it was to uh, give the results to staff. And I need to be clear, this did not include our results that Gray and I were responsible for, did not include um, providers or research. It was the staff in the general internal medicine clinic, so the frontline staff mostly. Um, the first approach was at a, at a meeting to just be extremely transparent and bring up what the results were, the good with the, with the the areas of opportunity, with the areas where we uh, are very strong. We talked a lot about, we've done this in the past, that's come up many times, like this isn't new work to us, but uh, what we wanted to do differently was actually have them pick concrete things that we could, that we could focus on. I will say that we stepped up our game the second time and we included more staff, so it wasn't just the PAS staff. After having that conversation with the PAS staff and asking them to, it was a one-hour meeting, asking them to give feedback back to me, that didn't actually happen. So uh, Gray and I talked and decided to use some CAP tools. And what are CAP tools? (laughs) Change acceleration process tools and include the entire clinic and take uh, time to devote the entire hour to delivering the results and finding our priorities. And we did a gallery walk. Yeah, I think one of the uh, one of the common problems that we saw, you know, the questions are very broad. You know, they're big picture. It's hard to take it down to the individual level. And what Paige was discussing early on in her meeting with the PAS was some very surprising results where 
when they were talking about, for example, communication in the organization, they weren't talking about the big picture, you know, how do we get information from leadership down to the clinic? It was within the clinic. How are things like, are the websites kept up to date? Things like that, that impact them on a day-to-day basis. So at that point, it became a natural extension to, you know, set up, you know, our themes again around communication and, you know, personal recognition, put those on the wall and let people walk around and just put stickies on the wall and say, how could this impact us on an everyday level? And that gave us a sort of a beginning of a discussion uh, with them then on prioritization for the clinic. So did each of these things help you pick your one thing that you're going to focus on or did you do more work after that? We have only just begun. So we have, we in each theme, and uh, just to go back a little, we did pick the three themes from our bottom, top bottom results, but we also put on there other ideas. And one of the um, interesting things about that was out of our results teamwork, we scored very, quite high in our results with teamwork and how teams work together. But the... Um, area that people want to work on most in the clinic that got the highest priority was in that category and it's teamwork and it started with a sticky that said there's no I in team so we are in the process at this point of isolating looking at each top for each category which one which ones can we do quickly that don't really take a lot of bandwidth from others and and, um, and then which ones do but are the highest priority. So that's where we are in the process. We haven't narrowed it down to one. We've narrowed it down to one in each category. That's still pretty good. Have you narrowed down to one? Yes, and luckily our report um, was really connected to work we were already doing. So what we decided, uh, the RA group decided that they're going to uh, use some of their professional development funds that they have access to to sponsor a teaming workshop. So this is work our department has already been doing as using this tool called the Five Dynamics. And so one of the facilitators for the from the Relational Leadership Institute is going to come in and facilitate a teaming workshop that will include the RA group, our research focused faculty, Um, as well as our administrative support team. So you both have mentioned some tools that you've used between CAP and um, Five Dynamics. What have you leaned on um, that is out there of just like change acceleration or OHSU documents for working through issues or conflict? Have there been any resources that you would recommend that other people check out to help their teams as they're planning through this? I don't know if it's that formal, what I would ask people to check out, but I would ask that if from a manager's standpoint to reach out to other managers, I think that they're, uh, I may be the only one, I'm not sure, but this feeling of this, this sense of responsibility in what the result showed and um, being able to completely go into this with inquiry Uh, to go into this inquiring in a blank slate and not have self-blame or preconceived notions of what I thought their answers were. Um, And I think the best support has been reaching out to other managers. I will also say we are doing the five dynamics. So one of the stickies 
uh, one of the topics that came up was to have an all-day retreat off-site. We are also already doing some of this work. Abby Lenhart has been doing wellness work in primary care for providers and staff. So we did have a retreat already set up based on teams, and, the and we'll be doing the five dynamics with Andrew Morris Singer uh, October 17th. So some stuff has already been in play in this uh, this work just actually validated the work that we're that we're already doing. So, what do you guys think the value of doing this as a team is, of sharing the results and action planning and going through that? Has there has there been value for your team? Absolutely. Again, when we did it with a smaller group, there was there was value, but we didn't get anything like we got when we brought the all of the staff together. And next, it would be great if we could actually include physicians and have it be division, division-wide, but it's baby steps at this point. Um, the value is the transparency. Again, the vulnerability of putting out there wh what we scored high on and what we scored low on and owning pieces of that. And the discussion, the dialogue, and how people played off each other to come up with solutions, I think, was in, in, invaluable for our, for our team. And then just a, a communication was a huge one, and follow through. So those are the pieces of the action planning that, it, that are going to be so important. It's, it's not just the fun activity that we did, because we are really good in our area of having a fun activity and brainstorming and coming up with things, but the follow through and the sustainability truly have to be part of our action plan to ensure that this is successful and it's ongoing continuous wellness uh, and engagement. Yeah, and I would say um, witnessing kind of, you know, page in front of the group, you get a real sense of the difference between just, you know, listing top and bottom 10 and kind of going over the results and really truly having a, a passionate sense of urgency about making the change uh, within the clinic. She's just wonderful at including everyone. I mean, it's uh, when you raise your hand, you're putting yourself on the line when you say something's wrong based on some, you know, results that you have seen, even if, you know, let's say participation in the clinic, and maybe that wasn't across the board, but, you know, when everybody's in the room, you're engaging them again and having, an, you know, giving everyone else an opportunity again to speak and to be open to that feedback uh, you know, it's really important. And then to have the passion behind the scenes to make sure that you're pressing and continuing on to, you know, the worst question in the survey is the idea that people think it's not, nothing's going to happen based on the results. And, uh, you know, I think you just got to have a strong team lead. And I've certainly seen that in Paige. So Cam, I know you had a lot of these, you know, structures already set up and you worked through it as a team. Have you seen value of working through this again in the prompts? Yeah, I think for us, the greatest value has been that OHSU made the investment in this tool for us as an organization because even though we did experience some challenges in terms of how to parse out the different groups, what's nice is that we didn't have to do this, that OHSU did this for us. And having the third party vendor, you know, creates some anonymity that uh, might not feel as safe to respond if your own department is the one doing the survey. So I think for us, it's been really great to have somebody else collect these data for us and to be able to see the report and have access to that information 
in order to see a trend over time. That's what we really look forward to is that OHSU seems committed to continuing the survey and it will be great to have some type of way to connect the actions that we're taking or the activities we're doing and see if there is an improvement in the employee engagement score. So on that note, what are the plans for the future? What are your ways that you're gonna measure your progress and what are you hoping to achieve? One area um, the employees asked for was um, sort of a place where you know we can track suggestions, not just that have already been made, but you know even in the future, so that you know it's it's not just a you know one and done in a black box, and then maybe they see some change, maybe they don't, but a way to track it within the the clinic. So you know we've got a shared information area, and that's it's sort of our beginning of a tool. And the question that Gray mentioned specifically about the confidence level that action will be taken based on the survey itself. That particular question we will pay attention to in upcoming years as well as the response rate because I think those two are very connected and if you see more people responding, I think you can infer that they feel like it was worth their time to you know, share their voice in this process. as managers? I would say it was difficult to not put, again, my preconceived, oh, oh, of course that one would be, that's not a surprising result. Or, oh, communication is low, my manager or the person I report to is in a strong communication. That must mean this. So the hardest thing to do was not put meaning behind it and be this open whiteboard of, um, being able to receive and really listen. And that's it, it's harder to do than I anticipated and not absorb this responsibility of like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. So that's, um, I had to get rid of that. And Gray was extremely helpful because he took, you know, they're overwhelming, to be honest, the results at first when it all comes in. And I think it's a great tool love having the tool uh but it's overwhelming to see see all of it and and gray put the data uh together in a way that was it felt manageable and it and it helped uh, me be able to reflect and go into the group discussions in a way that did again allow me to inquire and not not have the preconceived idea of what i think they meant by the question I think the hardest part for our group was understanding how the questions were being applied. So to clarify what I mean by that, when they talk about leadership and the questions or management, it was unclear to our group what level. And so it was really hard for us to look at the report and understand, are they talking about me at the (laughs) um, department leadership level or are they talking about the School of Medicine, or is it OHSU? And and I think the respondents each interpreted those questions differently, and and so that made the results hard to fully understand. But that led to a lot of great discussion with the group, and what we decided was, at least for us, that wasn't necessarily important, and it just we focused on the discussion itself. 
All right, before we're ending, are there any last tips that you would suggest to people who are working through this right now, to the teams that are working through it, who might be struggling and not sure where to go? And also, uh, Benji and Katie, and maybe all of HR have been a huge, to really have the support of we want this to be we want this to be successful and meaningful and and we're behind you in in ensuring that this that uh, this is a meaningful blameless process and and I would encourage not to add more phone calls to them but I would encourage um, any anyone that's struggling to reach out to to their HR department as well. I agree. Our HR business partner was helpful to us during this process to get some resources and also to help us think through how to use the tool itself. But I think your network, your professional network is really helpful, especially here at OHSU because we're so large and have a lot of great people um, to hear what other teams are doing. I think everyone I've ever approached to ask questions has always been very willing to help and, and give, give that information to me. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me and good luck with the rest of your results. Thank you. Thank you. OHSE Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Kelsey Hewalt and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.